Hi there. Welcome to the Mentoring Club podcast. In this podcast series, you are listening to pairs of mentors who were put together randomly. They all joined the Mentoring Club to share their experiences and insights in one-on-one -on -one sessions. But now, with this podcast, we are widening our spectrum to allow more people to learn and grow. The topics and discussions you will be listening to are as diverse as these pairs. In case you want to know more or meet one of our mentors, visit mentoring-club.com. And now, lean back and enjoy the talk. Hi all, my name is Marco. I'm an engineering manager in Doctolib and I work in IT since 15 years. I first worked as a software engineer for 10 years and then I moved into management. And with me, I have Busha. Hi everybody, Busha here. I'm a product manager. Right now I'm in product management consulting and coach and trainer. And I've been in product management for almost nine years now. I have started my consulting career this year when the lockdown started, actually. I started together with the lockdown. Um, and before that, I was um, included in many different companies of different sizes. And yeah, now I'm very happy to talk with Marco <laughs> about engineering and product management. That's, that's an amazing topic because since I started basically to work in engineering, One of the first things that, that you face probably after the code is interacting with people from different departments. And of course, for an engineer, product is the closest department, right? So I, I have, uh, of course, there are always problems when, when you know, people with, with, from, with different backgrounds and different work of lives, you know, they meet and they need to work on the same things. They have different perspectives. So what, what is your experience so far with, with this strange world of engineering, the strange animals? <laughs> yeah, those strange animals. So let, let, let's say they're not that strange to me because I've studied industrial, industrial engineering and management with a major of software engineering. So I actually participated in, in classes at university together with um, software engineers. And so far... I have a lot of software engineer friends from then as well. And therefore, they were not super alien to me, let's say, when I started um, working as a product manager in digital companies especially. And therefore, I would say so far, my experience has always been a, a good one with like working together with engineers. But I have also seen or I have gone through some mediocre experiences where you first needed to build some way of trust of course between each other and these were the most difficult ones that I that I have gone through I still have to say I had a very good experience I have seen a lot of product managers other product managers who had a lot of difficult situations let's say with with engineers so Yeah, things like I remember engineers um, escalating things to management because they couldn't get along with the product manager. I remember product managers being very bossy over engineers. I remember product managers trying to be 
very not bossy and trying to engage them, but the engineers didn't want it. And this kind of things happen. I am very happy that they didn't happen to me, but they could have happened, of course. Yeah, I, I have similar experience personally. And actually remember it was now probably 10 years ago. Uh, I was working the product manager and he was really, as you say, bossy. He had this command control oh, approach yeah. to engineering. So basically we, from his point of view, we were his he, code monkeys. That's what we were. You know, Ooh. people that just do code. But that's, you know, that's a bit of a, I think it's a bit of a, a pattern that we could see from companies uh, that are really old. So they, they were bringing over those kind of paradigms that they were in the big factories, right? Because yeah. the manager mostly were recycled from those big factories of the 60s, 70s and 80s, where, you know, there is a different kind of um, relationship between, uh, between people that work in the factory and the management. It's really command and control, but heavily command and control. Then How did it changed you deal a bit. with that? I was super pissed. I, I have to say I was uh, I, I was super super angry and I I, I talked to him I, I tried to face the, the the guy but he didn't want to to talk basically he, you know he was like for him he was I'm the manager you are the engineer that's it I, you do what I say so I went to my to my manager my people management my line management mm -hmm. and I just told them I'm not gonna work with this person anymore so. If you want me to work in this company, either you move me or I leave. That's it. Simple as that. And I think, honestly, I would suggest the same to any engineer that faces that kind of situation. You know, go to your line management and if they don't solve the problems, just leave. It's not worth, it's not worth ruining, ruining your life. Yeah, I think that is even true for anybody, right? So there is a, yeah. a kind of combination of roles or a type of work that doesn't fit to your type of work and your mentality and mindset then it's always the question should you stay and try to change it or should you just leave and find something else yeah yeah, yeah. but, at the but end i of have the a question i have a question to you so in these days when you felt like or when that product manager saw you guys as monkeys as you said um so i have i have faced this discussion many many times how much engineers should be engaged in in the whole product management and development phase versus how much they don't want to be engaged they like i have i have met um couple of engineers actually many engineers who were like hey just tell me what i should do and i will do it i don't want to be involved into all the planning stuff all the discovery stuff and that's not my job and i don't want to do it so how can we product managers know where we should stop trying to push the other way let's say this is a very good question And um, I think the answer is in is another question, and it is what type of product and engineering culture you want to build in the company. 
That's, I think, what matters. I've been in company, like, uh, like you said, where the, the engineers were side-blinded, so, which is the other side of the coin. You know, there's the, the manager that is a bossy manager, and then there are the engineers that are side-blinded, you know, and they are silos, basically. They want to be silos. Those are two sides of the same uh, problem. But at the end of the day, I think it's important to know for the company what type of organization you are building. So, for instance, I give you the example of uh, the, the company I'm working with at the moment, Dr. Lip. So we, when we hire engineers, when we interview engineers, we are looking for people that are product-oriented. Product so we are looking for engineers that want to be part of building product. They want to be crafter. They don't want just to code and code and code and code. They love to code, but they understand that code is a part of a bigger picture. It's something, you know, when you build a product, there is something more than just coding. Coding, paradoxically, is the last thing you have to do. Could we, could we call that product-led engineers or like engineers with product thinking? Yes, 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 yes. We, we, in our case, we are looking for people with a user-first mindset nice. and product mindset, yes. Personally, I think at the end, it depends on what type of company you want to build. I've been in other company where uh, just wanted people that ship code. So, you know, it was really a silos approach. Products, the, the specs, engineers implemented the specs, nothing worked. They were going back to products, <laughs> to do something else. Then engineering did it, then it still didn't work as expected and so forth. It was really inefficient. But at the end of the day, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's always management decides what, what they want to build. I, and it's, for us, it's just to decide, I think, where we want to work, you know, how we want to work, and then pick the company. We are, in a, we are privileged people, let's be honest. We can That's true. move jobs from, from one to another without too much problems. So we have this opportunity. I think we need to keep it and, and use it for us. So let's say you face a team um, that is pretty mixed and there are people who want to be involved and there are people who don't want to be involved. So how should you approach this as a product manager? I mean, let's say they don't want to switch the company because they're happy there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and let's also say they are very good. So you don't want them to leave. It's just that you have to decide where you need to stop. So how, what would be your advice to a product manager where to stop? Uh, this, this, again, this is, this is a difficult question. Where to stop is a difficult I question know. because you have to always <laughs> push the boundaries from for my, for my opinion. The first thing, uh, as an engineering manager, because that's also part of my job, of course, you know, try to bridge uh, the gap. Uh, a bit between product and, uh, and engineering and try to make them become a single thing, you know. Uh, one of the things I always repeat, and I know that, you know, my, my colleagues, they're, they're pretty sick of it, but I, I always tell them, guys, I need to repeat it over and over and over and over because if I stop to repeat it, you will forget about it. <laughs> so I will keep to repeat it forever. So until I'm here, you will, you will hear that <laughs> so, from me. Um, is that... We all work for the same goals. So we are working to achieve the same goals. We are actually working on the same things. So we set up goals for the team, which are business goals. 
and we just take care about different aspects. But uh, the better experience I had so far is when the line between product and engineer is really blurry. You know, sometimes engineers uh, feed into product ideas and vice versa. So I, I had products suggesting what is purely an engineering solution. They're not able to code it. They're not able to code it, clearly. But they found the solution to sending. So they found a solution that is a technical solution sometimes, you know. And I don't think there needs to be a, a, a limit necessarily defined. There needs to be clear expectations, that's for sure, because everybody has a role in the team. But I like to, to, to play with the boundaries. I like to push the boundaries in a way and another, you know. And sometimes... I have products that try to tell me how I supposed to do things. At the beginning, I got up, upset. I remember a few years ago, it was really annoying. Then I understand that they're just trying to help. So just listen to them, explain them maybe why what they are saying is not is not correct. And simple as that. There is no no point to to go you know uh, wall against wall and try to say that's my job. Yeah, that's your job, but you can still explain them. What's the, what's the best way of doing it, something. And at the same time, you can give them suggestions, and they can give you suggestions. Sometimes they are right, and you're wrong. So I don't know if I answered your question. How, how do you do, actually? How do you, how do you find the balance? So the main thing that I've learned um, to find balance with anybody in any kind of role is talking. Talking to each other communication so I believe in that I believe in communication and collaboration and in transparency and what I used to do is when I am new in a team so here's the thing uh, like right now you don't see me as a full person but I'm small and I'm cute <laughs> So someone who sees me doesn't think that I'm already 37. Mm -hmm. So my problem is, um, and I have seen that with a couple of other female product managers as well, that when we start somewhere, then people think that we are newly graduated and we don't know what we're talking about. But it's the contrary, right? So we exactly know what we're talking about. So the first thing that you have to do in that, in that sense is building trust by building credibility. Mm -hmm. So therefore, it's very important that you start communication immediately with your team, setting up one-on-ones, setting up like frequent team meetings where you, yes, talk about work, but maybe also not about work. Retrospectives is a very powerful tool um, that I really, really love using with my teams. Doesn't matter if a team works with Scrum or not, retrospectives are very, very important to build trust from my point of view. And basically what I do is in my first couple of meetings with those people, I subtly tell them or make sure that they understand that I know what I'm talking about. That's the first thing. And once you have that, then it's more about listening than really telling. So I, I rather like to ask my team and my engineers. I, I even call them my engineers, you know, because I see it as kind of a um, siblings relationship, let's say. 
And I rather like to ask them what their expectations are, how they're doing, what is the way they like to work and so on and so forth. And I try to basically fulfill what they are looking for to be able to do a good job because that's my aim, right? So as you said, we are all working towards the same goal and we cannot do that if there are things that people are uncomfortable with and if things are missing for them to be as effective as they, as they would like to do or as they would like to be. And this is basically how I build trust with them. I show them that I care, I show them that I listen and I show that um, I'm not their boss. So that's maybe it's the second big thing. I'm always like, look guys, um, I know in a company, the product manager always tends to be seen as the leader and it might feel like that, but I tell you, I'm, I'm not your boss. So if I'm something like a leader, then it only feels like that because there is responsibilities in my role that show me like that. But I cannot make anything, like any task, any responsibility come true if, like, without your help, without your support, without your input. And I try to include them in, many, in as many things as, as I can. I also try to encourage them to be open with their ideas. So what also typically happens is when I start newly in a team, then um, the engineers even if they have ideas and even if they want to be engaged, they're not typically. So they keep away with, with their ideas. They are shy and, and they don't know if they can trust me and tell me the things that they think. And I'm always trying to encourage them by saying it in meetings, for example, in planning meetings or when I'm um, showing them the requirements of a new story, for example, or the things that we that we discovered in our research, the analysis and so on and so forth, then I'm actively asking them for their input. Okay, what do you think? Do you have an idea? What do you think? What do you have an idea? Our idea is this and that. Feedback, please. What what are we missing? What is the gap here? And I, I actively try to engage them. In the beginnings, again, so they are pretty shy. But what you can do as a product manager, if you see like, okay, they keep being shy, then find an ally in a team and have a really good connection with, with this ally. The person that you think is the one who would like to engage most or is already the one who engages more, most, pick this person as an ally. And then together with this person, you can actually show, it's not about telling, right? It's about showing. You can show that you are open to ideas. You can, like when this ally adds an idea or an input, then show that you're open for it, write it down, put it in the backlog, do something with it. Don't just make a comment and leave it aside. Even if you don't like the idea, it doesn't matter. So include it into all of your thinking. And then I've seen actually with any team that I've been working so far, once the guys see that you're really open to it and that you really include their input, they start to open up and actually engage as well. So this is how I do it. And this has worked so far across all the companies that I've, that I've worked with. And I think that's something that I can recommend everybody to do. Just listen and give them space. 
and make clear that the thing of leadership or this feeling of leadership is only because of your role, because of the duties of your role. It's not because you are their boss, because you're not. <laughs> you're effectively not. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised at all that this worked uh, in, your, uh, in your cases, because I, I think that's really the best way to do it. And you touched a lot of, mm, a lot of points, a lot of different aspects. Uh, of course, you touched uh, the trust, which is a super important thing when you, when you build teams. You, you touch transparency, that of course, you know, is what makes everybody else trust uh, each other. Exactly. Um, you, you touched empathy, which not many people talk about it, but empathy is important because we are all human beings. We all have our strength and our weaknesses. We all have our problem in our private life. So sometimes, you know, we need to understand that when we talk with someone, we're talking with a, a real person, someone that outside working hours as a life and may have other type of, type of problems. So we need to be careful when we, uh, we exchange with them because you never know what's, uh, what, those, what type of battles those people are fighting. Then you, you talk about community of purposes, which is uh, extremely important. I've never seen a performant, a highly performant team that didn't have a community of purposes. Um, and from my point of view, the only way for team to be to be really highly performant is for the team to be happy. If the team is not happy, they're not going to be performant. I've never seen a high-performing team which is, was unhappy or better. I saw it, but in a short period of time, not on the long, on the long time. In a short period yeah. of time, you can be highly performant and unhappy, but then you burn out. And when yeah. you burn out, people start to leave, people start to have uh, depression problems and stuff like that. Um, and then you, you, you touch two points that I really, really, really love. Servant leadership, which is one of my problems when I enter companies because they perceive me not as a manager because they think my style is a weak style. That's what happened oh, in the past. Yeah. You know, it, it didn't happen always, but it happened in the past. They think it's a weak style, which is not actually weak style. It's just servant leadership. It's a different things. And then after a while, you gain all the trust you were talking about and people realize it because, you know, in my experience, I had to explain them what was what, what that was about. And the way I explained them, I used um, an analogy that I actually I borrowed from my from one of my mentor. I always say to, 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 to the engineers that uh, I'm like the, you know, curling, the, mm. the sports, you know, that they yeah. throw these stones on the, on the ice, right? There is the people that throw the stone on the ice, and then there is that person with the little stick in their hand that try to melt the ice. I always say I'm like this person with this stick in their hand that try to make sure that the ball or the, the stone gets where the person that launched it was supposed to make it arrive. That's a nice analogy. I'm trying to get rid of all the yeah. uh, obstacles to make uh, sure that what you are doing, your effort you are putting to throwing these stones is successful. That's my job. I'm here to help. I'm here to make you successful uh, and the company successful as, you know, uh, as a consequence, of course. Um, so the servant leadership and then leading by example as well, which is extremely important. And uh, a while ago, I was talking to the PM of, um, of, uh, of the team I was working in, and uh, he told me something like, you are doing too much. You are doing too much uh, code, coding, right? And I told him, 
yes, I agree, I'm doing too much coding, but I need to set the example. I need to do it now. I'm not going to do it forever. I need to do it now because I need to set the example. People need to see me coding because otherwise they won't trust me. I mean, I don't have personal connection with those people yet because we work together since a few months. They don't know me. I don't know them. I need to set the example. That's really important because otherwise they won't, they won't trust me. If I, how can I ask them to do something if they don't see me doing it? And I think when you're, when you're coding, it's not only about them seeing you coding, but you're also showing the way how you want the code to be, right? Like with all the, I don't know if you have a, a test-driven culture, for example, but yeah. in case you have, or for those companies that are um, uh, rather test-driven, then you show it as the engineer, engineering lead, right? How to actually do it. And this is the example for the others as well. So you can actually talk the whole day, but it, it's not as much of value as really showing what you mean, right? So this is very, very important. I, I, I totally agree with you on that. And of course, you know, and without saying that the engineers are way more capable than me than writing code. <laughs> I don't write code on a daily basis uh, since five, six years. So, you know, it's a bit of a long time. Yeah, but you at least show like how you would like to have it, right? That I'm able to do it, that I'm able to do it. I'm not just yeah. talking, 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 right? Yeah. That's, that's really important. Let me give you one insight, however, why I believe even though like this is an example for me, how it works with, with teams for me, right? But let me give mm-hmm. you an insight into why I believe that not many product managers do it this way, but instead they are trying to rather be the boss or the manager of the team, which the team typically Mm -hmm. doesn't like. It's a matter of career. Because, so when you're very close, and this is a learning, yeah, this is a learning I made during the last nine years. When you're very, very close with your team and with your engineers, and have so much empathy, you tend to, as a product manager, you tend to be on their side, which is on the operational level, very good because it helps to build the thing right. And you might be even very close to your researcher or your designer so that together you find out what to build actually, to build the right thing. But towards the management, to, you tend to be more pessimistic. You tend to say no more often to the management because you're on your team's side, right? You try to protect your team. You try to make your team happy. So for many product managers who rather want to climb up the career ladder, they do the opposite. They say yes very often to management and no more often to the team. So that's one insight that many engineers don't know, I guess, and don't see. And even me as a product manager, I had to learn it throughout my career, you know. So that might be one of the reasons why some product managers are so bossy. And even though their teams are unhappy, they continue this path because I also see a couple of those kind of just really getting a promotion or, or something like that, or at least a well done from the management team, although the 
total the, the whole team is completely unhappy right so i have seen that and this is very sad i believe promoting those who who make people unhappy is a very sad thing that's a, that's extremely interesting because i never i never look at it in that way of course you know not not being part of the product teams departments let's say i don't know the dynamics in there because Often the dynamics in in engineering department is are slightly different. Of course, they are they have the same kind of line in terms of uh, company culture, but they are different yeah. how they are, how how we manage careers uh, and growing yeah. path for 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 the different roles. But that's that's extremely. Uh, this will explain a few things. <laughs> uh, it's it's really 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 insightful uh, i should say it's a matter of choice right so it's a matter of choice for the product manager um if it's more important to have a happy team that can perform better and that follows you because you're leading them well but the cost of it is to basically miss chances in the management let's say or towards management or if you rather want to pursue your career and you basically don't care and the most important thing to you is that the management sees you in a, in a good light i would also love to say it's a matter of company culture i would love to say companies who um are more supportive towards happy people will see your potential in making your team happy and being a good leader and will promote you based on that i personally have not yet worked in a company that this played a role let's say but i'm sure that there's companies out there who give more emphasis on you being a good leader by making your team happy and therefore make or increasing their performance or improving their performance i'm sure there is companies out there i have not yet worked for one yeah yeah there are definitely there are definitely and uh, you know honestly where, where i work at the moment that's the the approach we have you know we really take care about people that we have because we realize that the most important assets that the company has are the people yeah, i mean amazing. the people are the the one that build the product the one that sell the product the one that market the product are the people at the end. And if you push them and if they are not happy, they will leave and they will burn out. They will bring their problem at home. Then you, you are not just ruining their life. You are also ruining the life of their families. So why you should do that? I mean, it's, uh, it's, just, uh, it's just reckless for, for what? For money? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I Personally, I, I think it's not worth to be honest. Yeah. But I know that other company may think otherwise. But I, I think we need to wrap up because otherwise we can talk for the next hour or hour and a half probably. <laughs> yeah. so. It's a very interesting topic in the end. I mean, collaboration between engineers and product managers is so important, especially in tech companies and digital tech companies, because these are the people that you see every day, yeah. right? And that you work with every day. So work should be fun with those people. Yes, yes, absolutely. And uh, I also like when there is this kind of... Uh, I don't want to say friction, but there is this kind of pressure uh, f between me as, a, as an EM and, and the PM, that, because I know that PM pushes to do things. And uh, on the other hand, I have to push to be 
more um, uh, calm and uh, reflective and say okay yes it's not that we don't want to do it but we need to do it slowly yeah. slowly we can't rush it I like that too because I like that too. but I, I like that on the other hand you have someone that push because otherwise we are really overly conscious sometimes as engineers <laughs> because oh no that, that's we're gonna break this we're gonna break that we, you know we're not kind of cowboys so Uh, I, I like this Again, function. communication and collaboration, mm. right? So as long as you can communicate, you can collaborate. And this friction is, is good for everybody as long as it's, it doesn't turn out into a battle, but a, but a fruitful conversation to find the middle and to find out what we can really do in the end. Yeah, so we can say so that... I totally agree. We can say that the, the magic words are, you know, it can look trivial, but the magic words is collaboration, listening empathy and those are the the, the main thing probably uh, that, that you need when you work with other people uh, make sure that everybody understand each other everybody feel each other agree totally yeah <laughs> okay nice summary <laughs> thank you very much for your time let's talk again soon thanks a lot for the for the insights from your side thank you <laughs>